Hi there. Welcome to The Preventable, the podcast giving you a seat at the table with conversations about the intersection of alcohol, drugs, and mental health in everyday lives. Take a seat and join us. Welcome to The Preventable. With me today are two guests that I just met, but I'm like, we have to start rolling because there's so much good stuff and I want to make sure that we get it recorded. So with me today are Brandon Anderson. He's the Vice President of Safety for Associated General Contractors. We'll talk more about what that means in a minute. And Bo Cooper. He's the Safety Director for Alberici Constructors. Welcome to The Preventable. Good afternoon. That was a mouthful. Y'all have some awesome titles. So first and foremost, uh, let's start with Alberici because I feel like that might be a little simpler. What is Alberici for those people who don't, who are not familiar with the company? We're a very large uh, general contractor. We employ union tradespersons. Uh, we work a lot in infrastructure. So we're in locks and dams. We're in powerhouses. We're working with the military on military bases. We're building water treatment plants. We're building sewage treatment plants. We're doing a lot of heavy industry kind of behind the scenes things. You don't normally walk by and see an Alberici project from the sidewalk. Got there it. are a few of those, but mm-hmm. we're, we're heavily into infrastructure. And are you just in Missouri or are you nationwide? We work nationwide. Hmm. Yeah, nationwide except for California right now. Wow. Nationwide. And so if you are from this area, you'd probably recognize your headquarters from the big gigantic windmills. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we were started, we, we established in 1917. So wow. we're just over 100 years old. Right. By the way, your campus is beautiful. I mean, you really make some investments in green, uh, what's it even called? Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's LEED certified as yes, a platinum okay. building. It's the first privately owned platinum, LEED platinum building uh, for, for the GBCI. Whoa, so. whoa. Okay, so more uh, letters. <laughs> so AGC, Brandon, yeah. for those people who are like, what the heck is that? What is it? So we are a contractors association so we have a number of different members from general contractors to specialty contractors supplier services um, industry partners for the construction industry that they you know are part of our membership base if you will and our agc mo family Uh, we provide all kinds of different services I, i would say probably the biggest biggest thing we hear is the networking aspect you know, it's it's a it's a family in the construction industry, and it always helps to know who's who or who has what answer to what problem or challenge. Um, so, do yeah. companies like Alberici pay you all like dues or membership? Is that how that works? There is a membership fee structure. Mm-hmm. It's nominal compared to the services we provide, from oh, lobbying sure. to the safety services, like the safety division uh, that I run. We have a labor management labor negotiations division so um, human resources there's a lot of bang for your buck is what there is a lot of bang for the buck no doubt so all right i mean some people might be listening going i'm confused why are we talking to two folks from the construction industry you know my dad i was a construction guy um he worked his way up from um i would say just sort of laborer uh to superintendent on a job and then actually was running a construction company for a while that kind of went bust in 2008 Mm. and his buddies were hanging out with some of his buddies were some of the best parts of my childhood they would very frequently get off work crack open a beer 
sit around the job site, shoot the shit, you know, pardon the French. And they'd work on Saturdays. It was hard work. Um, if they weren't working at a job site on a Saturday, they'd usually be over at one of the other's house doing some home improvements. Um, I'd imagine it's pretty tough work, physically, mentally. Would Would you all agree? It's very hard work. And, and the, the people that are in the trades, um, you know, I'm going to talk just kind of about the St. Louis area if I can right now. Please. Wonderful people. The best people. Um, without a doubt, the people you want behind you if you run off in the ditch during a snowstorm. Mm. They're the types of people to stop and help you out. They, they roll up your sleeves and they help you out. Um, just some of the most incredible characters, some entertaining. Uh, oh, yeah. But, but just genuinely great people, great people in the trades here in St. Louis. I can't say enough about them. So it's grueling work mentally and physically. And I would imagine that um, you don't all normally talk about, like, your feelings very much. <laughs> or is that changing? Brandon, talk yeah, to me. Uh, no, not a, not a whole, <laughs> no, not a whole lot. You know, it's interesting. I, I picked up on what you said about, you know, your, your dad and, and friends of the family and the workforce of popping open a beer and mm-hmm. shooting the breeze. Uh, and that's that's still pretty common today. You know, the, the construction mentality, uh, my father, construction worker, retired, um, family, uncles, I mean, a lot of them from that, that, uh, that world, but they, they, didn't, they don't talk about their feelings. And it's this macho, this stoic, old school, tough guy mentality of, you know, F your feelings uh-huh. is really what it comes down right. to, right. you know, and get to work. You know, it's pull your bootstraps up, suck it up, you'll be fine, and let's get the job done. You know, and you bury and you bury that stuff, um, and it it doesn't matter how tough you are, how macho, you know, you may think you are, right, or you may seem, you know, to us like looking at our dads, looking up to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's some folks in the iron workers' world and some of the other trades; they're fourth and fifth generation. Wow, very proud, yeah, very, very proud, proud families. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I they saw don't talk my dad cry once. Yeah, like for real, and. It, and, and I do feel like things are changing, and that is in large part to the work that y'all are doing, to the work that John Gall has done, Don Willie. Um, John was on one of our first guests, actually, on the podcast, and he was talking a lot about um, opiates, uh, opiates, excuse me, and the link in the construction industry and what the construction industry was really doing to address that problem. And we touched on suicide prevention. And that's really why y'all are here, right? Because we're in the middle of September. Yep. It's one month of uh, all of the ele- other 11 months we should be paying attention to. But it's one month where we can really set aside some time and talk and think about suicide. How can we talk about its prevention? How can we talk about um, grief that might come from that? But really trying to get as upstream as possible to to prevent this. So put some pieces together for me. Why do y'all care so much about this issue? Well, I mean, it's 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 worker physical health and it's worker mental health as well. We want people, we, we, you know, in, in the safety world, you prevent people from injuries at work. And that's just what what I do. Um, but I'm also concerned about them after work because if they're going home and they've got issues at home that are unresolved, they bring that back to work, they're a little distracted, you know. And the last thing I want is for someone to uh, bring their problems to work, not have anyone to talk to, mm. n- no one to talk about, 
uh, and they're sitting there doing dangerous, risky work in their heads on an, in another place. Right. Their yeah. heads in the clouds. They're not focusing. I mean, you take something for as an example of let's say that, you know, you've had tragedy in your life or let's say your teenager is struggling at home. I mean, that's enough to make you completely checked out, which then could put you at physical risk. Exactly. Mm. That could be even life threatening, mm, mm-hmm. you know, so th- this is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, um, you know, nationally for society. What's interesting about it is the construction industry comes in pretty regularly on most studies as being the second highest suicide rate. Can you say that again industry. just for those yeah. that weren't listening? So the the construction industry ranks second for their suicide rate. It's on average, depending on the data you look at, anywhere from three to five times higher than the national average, uh, which is unfortunate. It's it's the number, if you were to take all other construction fatalities combined, so you think about like OSHA's fatal four, right? If you add suicide to that, it's really fatal five. And the suicide rate, those numbers are higher than the all the other fatalities combined. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because of the the feeling for lack of a better word that you got to bottle up your stuff or do you think that the work is particularly conducive i mean i know that there's been a lot of studies on it and something that i don't think most people realize is that st louis is really one of the leaders in this work in studying the why but in also thinking about how to mitigate so first of all let me let me ask the why do we know why we we do yeah okay we do all right Lay it on me. I, I, it, it's a complicated answer, but but and, and there's a lot of moving. Aren't they parts. all though? They are. Aren't they, they all? Are. It's grueling physical work. You're working in extreme weather conditions. A lot of our studies work for us on the road. They travel with us. They're away from their families mm-hmm. for nine months out mm-hmm. of the year. They've got uh, things going at home that they're trying to manage at the same time. Work ten, twelve hours for us every single day. Sometimes six and seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So they don't really have time to process, you know, if you will. And if they don't have an outlet or a healthy way to process, they internalize all yeah. of this. Or decompress. They, they bury right. it. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a few exceptions, but a lot of these, uh, these folks are not going to the gym to work out after work. I mean, No, I mean, they've done physically exhausting right, work yeah. all day. Who wants to go to the gym after right. that? Are they you kidding me? They go to the me? tavern or the bar. They, you know. Oh, there's some of us. <laughs> oh, okay. Present company yeah, excluded, right. of course. But Bo, he's absolutely right. You, you, you take into consideration the work environment, the deadlines, the safety, the the very tight deadlines. Mm-hmm. You've got to hurry up and get this done. And Usually the first thing that goes out the window, sadly, is safety or we're cutting corners. Uh, and, and that's stressful enough. But like he just said, everything that's going on outside of work is on somebody's mind. You know, maybe they just lost a loved one, you know, right. or, or, you know, or going to, through a divorce, going through a divorce, you know, I mean, shoot their dog getting ran over. Mm. I mean, mm. um, or they've got a family member that themselves is struggling with totally. mental health and thoughts of suicide. Taking care of their parents. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. Yes. Yeah. That's a whole nother mm-hmm. conversation. It's but yeah, topic. That, that, yeah it's a, but it's, but it's true. And it's all way we're human. It, we carry that. And then you go back to what Bo said about, the construction workers and the folks in the industry are some of the best people. They care, and they rally around, and they ca- and they carry the weight of each other's problems or and even their family's problems. And then they come to work and they're expected to do a job in a short amount of time for long hours and all kinds of conditions. 
and then it's rinse and repeat. There's right. no real break, right? Does and and I told you no data points that you didn't need that, so I I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but are there patterns? It, are, for example, are there an increase in mental health challenges or suicides after, let's say, um, <laughs> 2008 or during COVID or during recessions? Yeah, n- yeah, no doubt. So uh, I'll throw this out there. M- May is Mental Health Awareness Month, mm-hmm. right? We just, I mean, it was just yeah. a few months yeah, ago. Right. How long has it been Mental Health Awareness Month? I don't know. Yeah, it's a great question. It is a great question. Yeah. Would you like to know? I, yes, yeah. I would. Seventy-three years. Wow. Seven, Seventy-three years. May has been Mental Health Awareness Month. So if you backpedal and look at what was going on then, we're talking World War II. Huh. We're talking Korea. We're talking, and then following that, Vietnam. You know, as as, as life went on, right, and we progressed to present day. Clearly, seventy-three years ago, those. Brave men and women, you know, whether it was through the great coming out of the Great Depression and then going into the various world wars, at that time there was people like us, like, hey, there's something going on here. Right. Canaries in the coal mine, so yeah, to speak. And, right. And it's we need this month to draw attention to it. But we're still to a degree we've made leaps and bounds progress, but we're still at this point of we're just talking about it, you know, and, and getting past that stigma of I'm a tough guy. I don't need to call a doctor. I don't have to call an EAP or an MAP. I'll be fine. Or it's self-coping, um, and it's the wrong way. It's They reach for a beer. They reach for some sort of prescription drug mm-hmm. um, that they're, they may be misusing, or it's an illegal substance yeah. of some sort. And or it it's just, gambling, yeah. or it's whatever. Right. right. So, all right, now that we're all thoroughly depressed— Tell me what y'all are doing to address this, because this is where I I think it's it's really exciting. Well, since 2019, uh, Washington University, some experts here, uh, you know, in in St. Louis, John, John Gall, uh, and then the AGC of Missouri, we got together and realized that uh, if, if, if we get our forces together, we can come up with a pretty good suicide awareness and prevention campaign directed totally at construction workers and that's exactly what we did like by construction workers for construction workers absolutely exactly and the the taboo and the stigma is really where personally i think we need to continue to be attacking that Mm. um in 2018 i was in chicago uh with a big kind of a, a industry group uh the entire day we met with cal buyer and he talked about the problem of suicide in construction I believed him. Um, it was a full day about this topic. I didn't know what I could do at mm-hmm. Albarisi. I didn't know what I could do in St. Louis. And so I took all this information and put it on my desk and put it to the side. Uh, on March 28th, 2019, a kid named Dakota O'Sullivan jumped off the Lowe's Hotel, downtown Kansas mm-hmm. City. At first, we thought he had fallen. So safety directors communicate with each other. It became readily apparent that he, uh, he took his own life. Mm. And I looked at that pile of paper you know, and I got in Chicago and I said, I got to do something about this. Um, I wanted to give the suicide hotline number to people proactively. Right. You, you put a you put a poster on the wall. That, that's passive. So we want to actively give them something. And I, I came up with this idea to put the, the number on a poker chip. And so I had marketing do it in Albarisi with the Albarisi logo and, and was told, hey, you know, 
um, get permission before you order these. <laughs> right. And I said, thank you for pumping the brakes. Yes. And so I went straight to the AGC of Missouri and then we teamed up with Wash U the very next week. Now, the 28th is when this event happened in March, 2019, the very next week, April 1st, we met with Wash U, AGC of Missouri and the rest of it's, you know, kind of history. Right, yeah. That's another thing about folks in this industry. Y'all are determined. Yes. Yeah. If you want to do something, yes, you we do can. it. Yeah. Laser yeah. focus. Yeah, that's right. So that's where <laughs> even you with come. everything we're carrying around, I right? Know, Mentally, right? Still can be laser focused. So talk to me about these poker chips because yeah. I have one. I think they're they're awesome. But explain to me the rationale behind these. So <clears throat> we try to avoid the term poker chip. Okay, excuse me. Because of the, the gambling addiction right. issues, right? Well, to me, they so, sort of look like AA tokens. Right. Like a coin. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like a challenge coin. Exactly. Or, sure, yeah, sure. So, or like Weight so, Watchers does those yeah. too, right? I, I have no idea. <laughs> Neither do I. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so the so the so we've, we've kind of rebranded them. They've evolved over time um, and changed the design up a little bit and some of the phrases. But what we, you know, what the current evolution of them, what we have today is, is called a hope coin. So HOPE is an acronym we coined last year. Uh, Hold on, pain ends is what it stands Hold for. Hold on, pain ends. Yeah, and, wow. and the idea, the thought process behind that is, um, man, years ago, the when a person was in crisis, uh, an individual, it's about a 20-minute window from the time they make a decision and they follow through. That window has shortened to about six minutes today uh, on average. Mm. And, ba- and it's just based on, you know, no real – official studies and, and, and research, but just, you know, communicating and talking to those that have survived um, in most cases or, or didn't follow through. But wow, the the coin, you know, it's a, it's a, it's got a comment on there that says you're not alone. It also has the uh, 1-800 number, the text hope to 988 um, or even 741-741, you know, with 988 just releasing, we've updated these. So, and it says your story isn't over. And the idea behind this is Again, keeping in mind that macho, tough guy mentality, I'm not going to talk about my feelings, right? right. Suck it up attitude. Uh, this is a way, this is, this is very easy. You carry it in your pocket, lay it on a break room table, keep it in your, your cup holder in your truck or your car, whatever, your lunchbox. And if you you notice somebody struggling or having a hard time or they're making comments you see these red flags because we get to know each other better than our own families in most cases we're around each other those workers are around one another far more than they are their families you can discreetly just slide this and pass this to somebody and are you accompanying this with training so for example like how do folks i'm not asking you to tell us but like how do folks on the job site, know how to recognize these red flags. There's or are work you... to do there. There definitely okay. is. Yeah. And, okay. And Brandon's got some classes, and, and there are some terrific things John Gall's doing uh, along those lines. And, okay. Uh, it's critical to have that component. Is right now do do the do the coins primarily live with like the I'll say superintendent for lack of a better word, or are you giving them to sort of everyone? To everybody. Pass? Everybody. Yeah, we've probably distributed. Um, Looking at the order forms and stuff, yeah. since these were created, 30,000 of them nationally, um, not just here locally, and, and they're going out to everyone and anyone. And, and I know folks, not even in the construction industry, that have given them to uh, their kids have ended up with them and taken them to high schools. Oh wow! And passing them out—that's a whole other story. I, oh. I leave them in seat back pockets <laughs> yeah. on airplanes. I travel right. quite a bit. I'll, I'll just put them wherever. Just lay I can. them around. 
and it's I, I go through TSA. I, I've been <laughs> stopped and searched more often than I care to think about carrying these through TSA. Because like, excuse me, what are all these? <laughs> well, yeah, they they see they come up. They're dense and they come up on the scan. So they're you know, but I've I've passed them out to TSA agents. Whoa, you know, because they're yeah, Whoa. they're like what? Like oh, let me get some of those. So it's a discreet way. If if you're not comfortable asking someone, hey, are you thinking about? suicide. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not an easy question to ask. It's not. And most people don't know that that's the precisely the question you need to ask. Correct. Not hemming and hawing around it, yeah. but like precisely coming out and asking the question, are you thinking of, of hurting yourself or are you thinking of committing suicide? Yeah. I know it's completing suicide, but you know, yeah. I mean, most most people don't know that just yet. So right, yeah. There's there's the there's the PC language, right? You know, and 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 there's this there there's, is. there's this myth of you know, if I ask you, right, that you're going to plant a seed, yeah, and they're going to follow through, mm-hmm. and that's and it's been debunked. It's not true at all. Um, and and the whole commit suicide, you know, nobody you, you die from suicide, right? Right. Nobody commits cancer. Correct. Nobody commits a heart attack. You you die from it. That's and right. And suicide's no different. Um, Did you ever think that y'all would be talking about this? Absolutely no. not. No Absolutely way. Not. I was going to say. I mean, I'm just imagining when you all entered into your jobs however many years ago i cannot imagine that you would have thought that this is what you'd spend a lot of your day doing Uh, i mean i procrastinated after i got the information in chicago i've procrastinated a full five months until the event in kansas city right and i didn't know i still did not know what i was going to do um so um I, i i never thought about it but i'll tell you this has been one of the most beneficial, rewarding things I've done in my career. No I've been doubt. at this for 22 years. It's, it's terrific. Yeah. I, I've been in the construction industry in one way, shape, or form, uh, drawn a, a W-2 for 26 years now. Um, I never – I've dealt with mental health personally. This is all very personal to me. Five years ago, if someone would have said, hey, you were going to be doing this, talking on a on a podcast or traveling nationally and speaking at conferences and keynoting and panels – I'd, I'd have laughed um, because at that time I was in one of the darkest places of my life. Um, I've watched friends just deteriorate from opioid misuse mm-hmm. and then end up ODing. Um, and then in some cases, some have, have uh, chosen, you know, and have, have made that decision and they've purposely OD'd um, through, yeah. you know, suicide. There's intentional OD. overdoses yeah. and accidental overdoses. Yep. And those are all really linked with. I mean, we we even teach a course through WashU about the intersection between suicide and substance use disorder because, mm-hmm. you know, many times the coroner has no idea like no. what what the motivation and the, was. And the data, you know, because they don't the coroner and, and the the officers and the the healthcare folks don't know how to classify. They don't understand some of that. Right. The data, the numbers are all skewed. I mean, right, there's exactly. there's tons of information out there on opioids, but. And, or overdoses, but it's probably underreported, oh, especially yeah. from the suicide aspect. But I've, I've lost family and friends uh, more than I care to even try to count. Um, I know folks that are struggling right now. Mm. Um, I myself went through as a survivor of having lost folks, but then also a survivor of attempt more than once. I never would have thought I'd been doing this. And a couple years ago when I came on board with AGC, uh, right before the height of the pandemic, uh, my predecessor, my boss at the time, was like, "Here, there's this program. Take it, run with it. You know, I, I got to worry about this <laughs> the issue, pandemic, the right. pandemic." Mm-hmm. So he, had, he completely submersed himself into that, and I did the same on this side of it with the, our suicide mental health team. And here we are. 
and here and we it's, are. It's growing on it's a growing national level. It's growing and it's level. a national model. Yeah, Brent Brandon here has taken this nationwide. He's talked to OSHA in Washington D.C. OSHA is getting behind it. Um, OSHA OSHA admitted to Brandon, we have a problem within our organization, our government agency. Yeah, and asked him questions about what wow. they should do. So wow. It's powerful. I mean, what we did in 2019 with Washington University, the AGC, and some experts here in town is far-reaching right now, and I never knew it would go that far. I appreciate you sharing your story. I think that that obviously probably lends some credibility to what you're trying to do, right? So people know that you can em- you empathize with them. Um, and and let's be real, we all have stuff, right? right. It's just the extent to which we're comfortable talking about it. Um, I if people want to know more about how to get involved if they want to let's I mean how how do people find out more information well you know there's there's a ton of resources out there mm. a quick Google search is probably going to be overwhelming yeah in I most, would agree in with most that. cases yes. um, you know talking to the the construction world you know go to your your safety personnel or go to someone you trust uh, and, and if you're not even comfortable doing that check out the documentation or your health care card or if you're in the trades your union member card typically on the back of those there's an eap or an map which, which stands is, for so an eap is a uh, employee assistance program map is member assistance program which is geared towards the various crafts and trades out there in the mm-hmm. unions widely underused well, totally underused. one thousand percent probably one of the the best resources available uh, for those individuals that maybe they're not in crisis, but they're just kind of struggling and need some help. And it's not just mental health and suicide. Most of those programs provide services from, you know, divorce or, or financial other planning. financial planning. Yep. Tons of services associated with those. Um, if somebody is in crisis, though, 988, yep. you can call or text. Um, there's still the 1-800 number. You know, there's a lot of inf- lot of lot of resources available to the folks that are in that position. And and if that person, you know, if you're witnessing someone in crisis and they're not in a position to call, you can call for them. Correct. Correct. You know, be come alongside them and help them with that for sure. Gentlemen, I've really appreciated our time. Thank you so much for coming on, for talking about a very challenging subject, but in a way that I think is very approachable and that is very hopeful. So I appreciate you. Thank you very much for being here. If you like this conversation and you want more or you want to find more out about what's happening with AGC and other construction companies around, please consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing to The Preventable. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us at The Preventable, brought to you ad-free by PreventEd. PreventEd works to reduce or prevent the harms of alcohol and other drug use through education, intervention, and advocacy. Please visit their website at prevented.org. Like what you heard? Rate, review, and subscribe to stay up to date with what we are serving on The Preventable.